Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Michael Adams, and it's about the truthful man's journey to find it. It is um, October the 10th, 2015. We're going to do part, let's finish up part seven of... Uh, Popery as it was and as it is by William Hogan. Probably go get into part eight as well. Um, oh, first of all, I'd like to thank Andrew. Andrew, your shipment of the book uh, "Weird Scenes in the Side of the Canyon" was I received today. I'm looking forward to. Thoroughly reading that book. Probably you read it on the show. Thank you for the uh, pamphlets as well. Probably will read Babylonian, a Babylonian priest in the beginning here. Uh, thank you once again, Brother Andrew, and uh, your support in this very small, yet I feel vital show. For whatever it's worth, my opinion means really nothing. All glory and praise go to God. We will start with the headline news, yahoo.com. <laughs> I guess Ohio State must have lost. Maryland. I know it's football. I've not been paying attention to anything. Uh, Ray Flynn, Nobel Prize snubs the Pope, Pope Francis, Newsmax. Well, Francis was unfairly snubbed by the Nobel Peace Prize former U.S. ambassador to the Vatican. Raymond Flynn complains in an opinion piece for uh, Boston Herald. Francis tirelessly pursued a reconciliation. <laughs> I think we'll go back to that one and read that one. That should be very interesting. The ecumenical movement, which is really just uh, Rome, uh, bringing in all her daughter churches for the big and final kill. They're not really interested at all. The lasting impact of papal visits, the Hill, Pope Francis is not a Republican or a Democrat. He's not in the ballot in 2016, but he may end up having more of an effect on American politics than any politician on the national stage. Imagine that. A Maryland coach, uh, Randy Ensel, angrily leaves the press conference. Whatever that's all about. <laughs> More stuff about Putin and Syria. Of course, it's all spin and not to be too trusted. Um, 
guy who developed something to do with some gay thing. They pushed their gay agenda on us. Sure is becoming a test bed for high-tech electronic weapons. That that is for certain true business business insider for whatever it's worth. Not much of business insider is worth anything, but um um where should we go? Tears and confessions as Hungary try tries criminal migrants. Big issues going on in Europe with the all the uh, immigrants, migrants coming from the middle, mid east, with all their uh, destruction, mayhem that's going on there as they uh, recreate the old Roman Empire. And um, of course, people are not very happy about that, especially those who, um, well, uh, Maybe we'll start with this Maryland Dr. Saturday, Maryland coach for a New England League press conference. I don't want to see the video. Um, surfaces Thursday that he would be fired after Saturday game against Ohio State. After the Terps fell. 49-29 to the Bucks. Uh, Ensel was asked the question: Did he not, did not did not appreciate during the post-game press conference and left the podium after a stern and emphatic uh, answer? Ensel was asked if it was unusual that he shook hands with every member of his team before the game. And so clearly and understandably took exception and told the reporter that it is something he does he has he does before every single game. The loss to Ohio State dropped the tarps to two and four on the season, heading into the bye week, etc. Anyways, uh of course I'm from Ohio, so that's why I'm interested in I used to be a big Buckeye fan because my father was a big Buckeye fan, and I'm not really all that interested in these days, but I'm interested in this little uh, tidbits here, where it's worth. What's going on with this Ohio State thing? Um, Maryland player calls Ohio State spoiled and entitled. Ohio State spoiled and entitled and not number one during loss. Back when Maryland seemed like it could maybe possibly step up and upset number one Ohio State, some tarpons on the sidelines were saying not so nice things about the uh, Ballyhooed Buckeyes on the sidelines, according to the Big Ten Network. It would probably be better to be spoiled, entitled, and, and not number one, while also moving to 6-0 and on the year, staying firmly in the mix to make the college football playoff and quite possibly retaining number one ranking, all things that Ohio State pulling away late against the Tarps ensured. But the Morib, the, the Morib, Maryland 
a team that had reports of a likely firing of the head coach, Randy Ensel, leaked on Thursday was not a team anyone predicted would even push Ohio State briefly, much less into the second half. Yet, for about three quarters that the Terps did, so maybe those guys on the sidelines were at least partly right. Anyways, anybody who's watched Ohio State knows that that's pretty much how they work things. Keep it close, wear down the opponent, and then it's throw the gauntlet down on them in the fourth quarter. So, not that I care much about that anymore. So, actually, it's the first time I've paid attention to the season all year. So, anyways, what is up? This thing about Ray Flynn, Nobel Nobel Peace snub for Pope Francis which I admire, I don't know why, if he's, he's been snubbing him, but complains in an old... Uh, um, Raymond, Smith's, Raymond Flynn complains in an opinion piece in the Boston Herald, Francis Tarsa's pursuit for recon, reconciliation and dialogue among countries has been unmatched by any moral or political leader in recent times. You know, well, we look at the Roman Empire and the extent of it, and that he is the image of the beast. He is the image of the Roman Empire. He is the number one politician. He is the Caesar, Pontifus Maximus, right before your eyes. And therefore, it's nothing new, folks. It's just now coming to light because... Well, quite frankly, 99.9 of us have not been paying attention. Only I have been recently, and if I'm honest with you, in the past couple of years, wouldn't even have known to have done it. I was under the, the delusion that it was he's an insignificant player on the world stage. Turns out he's the number one player on the world stage. Interesting, looking at uh, that grand chessboard, uh, I've been listening to that from... I never can say his name, but Zebnu <laughs> Brzezinski, um, and talking about uh, how the Roman Empire and the colonization of the European countries, their governments and kingdoms were working in behest of the papacy and the Roman Empire, and how they extended their empire to conquering all the world except for Russia, China, and Ethiopia. Of course, if you look at Ethiopia now, what an absolute disaster and mess that is. And you, you go, I'm going right back to Rome. As we know in Revelation 18, it's responsible for all the slain upon the earth, all the saints, and all the prophets. This Babylonian system, this Babylonian religion, has had its headquarters now for 1,500 plus years in the city of Rome. Uh, we know now as the Vatican that usurped the uh, Roman Church and turned it into what it is today. Thanks not only to Constantine but also all the bishops have the many different apostate uh, pagan religions. So, anyways, but he's talking about this interesting dynamic of how the Roman Empire literally did take over, particularly the whole. Now we're talking about the Western leg of the Roman Empire, right? Because it did not have uh, 
firm hold on Russia, and it still doesn't, although the Jesuits are there. They certainly are playing their cards. God's not going to allow it to happen. If we believe in the Word of God, we see that the statue of Daniel and his two legs never going to happen. It's only going to be the illusion that it's happening. And we always neglect and know very little bit about the Eastern Orthodox Church. It's rolling everything. Uh, the Russian Orthodox Church, the uh, Moscow will be in the new Constantinople, and what their real intentions are. There's always going to be friction. There's always going to be problems between us and them. Even if they're Catholics there, even if there's Jesuits there, God's not going to allow them to be fully successful in their new world order. Saying that, I imagine there will be times that it seems just the opposite. But if we stay patient and watch things as they unfold before our eyes, it never quite works out, now does it? Interesting that right now we are in the United States of America as far as the beast system goes, at, at the forefront with our domination of the oceans and the seas, with our relative domination of technology, and the use of the Jesuit school system to indoctrinate and brainwash now two or three, four or five generations, and where most of those folks the brain drain from all these other countries. Most of them end up staying here or staying within the Roman Empire somewhere in it, whether it's going back to Western Europe. But, um, you know, let's, let's be honest, uh, Western Europe itself is still in control. The, the black nobility, the ruling elite, are still in control of this country and the rest of the Roman Empire. So they're just using us out of convenience for now. And as we slowly see them dismantling this country and weakening it as they transfer power back to Western Europe. Anyways, Brzezinski does not talk about the whole story, but interestingly gives you some kind of insight. Anyways, Ray Finn, let's see what he's up about. Um, complains. In an opinion piece in the Boston Herald, of course, <laughs> as we've been learning from the, and the reading of popery as it was and as it is, and the Roman Catholic Church's influence on the city of Boston and Massachusetts, we know that this is going to be very much opinionated and slanted on the Roman Catholic side. Anyways... Quote, France's tireless pursuit of reconciliation and dialogue among countries, okay, we talked about that, his message of inclusion in diplomacy has made him a lone voice of reason in the world. And, of course, this is all designed to make him look like he's the lone voice of reason and diplomacy. Remember, he's the number one politician in the world. And this whole, I, you know, the one chance that the world had, the one chance that the Western leg of the Roman Empire had to not totally fall and uh, complete subservience to the papacy was this country, but it was short-lived, obviously. 
Of course, he demonstrated once again uh, a couple of weeks ago, which is a papal visit, um, that who's really in the control here. And it's not Democrats or Republicans. It is the Jesuits and it's Rome. And that's the reality. What you do with that is up to you. I would just get real with it. I would accept the fact that you live in Babylon. Is the lotto rigged? How many men? Okay, that's good. Anyways, the Pope has created controversy within his own church by asking, quote, who am I to judge, end of quote. Well, of course, remember, he's a Jesuit now. He's using sophistry and casuistry, so he's lying to you. He's playing a game with you. So the reverse should be in what is going on in his mind is I have all right to judge. But he's playing the game that the Jesuits play, convincing you, you know, who am I to judge, and reaching out to dissenting Catholics, including homosexual priests, which he's one of them, said, uh, and then Sayers went to Flynn, said, uh, adding that, of course, he didn't say the point about the, the Pope being one of the homosexuals, and you know, never would allow that in mainstream Roman Catholic Jesuit print, but we know that to be the case. Said Flynn, adding that the pontiff had to know that would cause problems in the church. Well, once again, it's demonstrating the fact that they don't care about the laity. They only care about themselves, so Mr. Flynn. France has also worked to avoid politics becoming involved in his papacy. <laughs> he has done the complete opposite and more Jesuit sophistry. Even though Democrats and Republicans have tried to pull him their way, said Flynn. <laughs> this is stupid. However, Flynn, Flynn, Flimmy Flynn, uh, said that he has not supported was not surprised the Nobel Committee did not pick Pope Francis as the panel also passed over Pope John Paul II for his role in ending communism in Eastern Europe. <laughs> I quote, not to diminish the important role that a, the winner of the 2015 Nobel Peace Prize, the Tunisian a national Dialogue uh, Quartet played in helping their country tr transition into democracy. But if I had a voice in selection, it would have gone to a figure with a worldwide impact. So, Flynn. He said he could also see uh, suspending this year award because all the chaos in the world, as has been done during times of war. <laughs> well, that's a really interesting comment in itself, suggesting that, like in times of war of the past, and <clears throat> that they would uh, suspend it, the hypocritical, fascistic drama charade called the Nobel Peace Prize. And it's all its propaganda and uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they were trying to call here uh, Pope Francis the peacekeeper. Here goes, uh, presenting the Nobel Peace Prize in today's troubled world sometimes seems meaningless to me, Flynn said. The world is crying out for men and women of goodwill, but it seems all we get is tyrants and manipulators. That would be Rome. <laughs> Thank you very much.
we certainly could use more peacemakers and with the global reach like France's. <clears throat> All sounds really good, but total hypocrisy. Total Jesuitical spin. And so you got a picture of the Pope riding a Pope mobile surrounded by all his bodyguards. Obviously, he doesn't have the protection and of God, the true and living God, so he has to use his uh, demon-possessed bodyguards and their Freemasonic garb to um, intimidate and cause delusional fear and uh, you know oppressive respect for the man of sin. And boy, does he look like a man of sin. But most people will see him as an angel of light, and that's because they're on a, under a strong, severe, strong delusion. And they just cannot see. Okay, the hill. We'll see what this Jesuit spin has to say before we get going. Lasting impact of papal visit. The Pope Francis is not a Republican Democrat. Okay, yeah, we just said. Oh, so apparently this is the uh, the agenda, the spin of the day. Obviously, just like everyone else, they have a uh, uh, what do they call that? Um, something goes over the wire. You know, these are the points that they, we want you to the bullets that we want you to follow. What we should say. So the first thing now they're saying with this today for the, the propaganda machine is Pope Francis is not a Republican or Democrat. He's not in the ballot. And that's just, it's just it's, oh my gosh, it's the same, actually same, absolute, the same beginning as the other article. So this is the Hill, and what was the other one again? Uh, just just passed my mind. And the other one was um, interesting, I say. Sometimes football is much more interesting than reality. Um, So we just looked at the Hill, and the other one was, oh yes, Newsmax. So obviously they're having the same handlers, so you can you can put that to bed and rest if you think the news max is ever going to give you the real real truth things. They're not designed to do so. Anyways, we go back to the hill, Capitoline Hill, with this pagan Roman pagan architecture and design <clears throat> threaded through all it Roman Catholic symbology. And we are the same headlines. Once again, Pope Francis is not a Republican or a Democrat. He's not in the ballot in 2016, but he may end up having more of an effect on American politics than any other politician on the national stage. Now, it was said from the Boston Herald, the same crap. So we can count on that's once again that the handlers... Well, the Knights of Malta that control your CIA and also control your your uh, mass media and how they control the flow of information are have the same talking points. And that is to raise Pope Francis to a point of a god, as that of Roman, the Roman Caesar Pontifus Maximus. In his recent speech in Congress, the pontiff took 
a pastoral and bridge-building approach. <laughs> We've got to have that bridge-building, don't we? Gently calling, gently calling national leaders back. They're uh, uh, they're better angels. You ever ask yourself what that really means? What, what does that really mean? You're better at angels. What kind of angels do you think they uh, follow? Apparently, they follow angels, and the rest of us, those few you that's left, we follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the Word of God. You can follow your angels all you want, but I'm not going to. Oh, no. An appeal to the golden rule draw, <laughs> the golden rule, the golden rule is that you keep giving Rome all your gold. Did you know that? They have so much money, they're so filthy rich that they could cure poverty tomorrow. But they won't do that. The golden rule drew a standing ovation. As they connived their way with their machinations to steal more from you people. A stern lecture would not have, of course, the, the standing ovation, the oval. Chartering, charting a way forward, he said, a good political leader is one that seizes the moment with a, a spirit of openness and pragmatism. None of that meant anything. Speaker Boner, I mean Boehner from Ohio. Well, a lot of crud comes out of my state. And Senator Rubio, Republican Florida, wept. Oh, they wept as they were never able to deal with their emotions and they suppressed it with their alcoholic behavior for all the years. Being under grand delusion. They wept at a man who wears slippers, a dress, and lies his professional liar. And these are your men and your women who run your government. And you think they have the capacity to make a good decision. For you. Oh boy, how delusional we are. The Pope called on Washington to welcome immigrants since with the Pope and Rome and the Jesuits are responsible for infiltrating a bunch of Latin Americans suffering from Romanism there, the papal the papacy. The papists, how they poison their lands, steal from their people, drive them away to destroy this country. I've had enough of this propaganda. This is flat out Jesuit sophistry and casualty once again. So, great question once again is, why is this one organization? Why is this one man? Why is the papacy always 
dominating the headline news. The only time they're not is when they have their satanic puppets, the Kardashians, um, all the other uh, pathetic creatures out there that they have poisoned, demon-possessed, like Miley Cyrus, etc., They understand that the Jesuits actually do control Hollywood. It's not the Jews. They just play an important role to make it look like they do. All right. Who cares what you some guy? <laughs> hey, it's my first time, but I don't know what I'm doing. Of course, you know what you're doing. All right, this is the uh, one of the pamphlets that um, Gerard de Champlain, uh, so that, um, Andrew sent me, Babylon, a Babylonian priest? Question mark. I was a priest of the Babylonian order, or as it usually expressed a priest of the political Rome. While I was in the church of Rome, I was a good priest and full of zeal according to the letter, letters of my bishop. But when I resigned the priesthood, my same superiors claimed that I was not fit for the priesthood. God gave me 12 years experience the Catholic ministry, then called me out of paganism with a definite call to proclaim the truth. I did not or didn't choose my calling. He called me because if that, that I am not the standard preacher, I can feel for you, bro. Born in uh, Canada, province, Quebec, in July of 1907, I became a priest of Rome in 1934. For 17 years, I had studied in colleges and seminaries and universities. I completed my theology in Rome at the Ang- Ang- Anglicum and was ordained by the uh, Cardinal Vicar of the Pope. I had my first two parishes on the island of Cors- uh, Corsica, country of Napoleon. Country of Napoleon. Born Roman Catholic, fed by the teachings of Rome and her self-pronounced infallibility, no encouragement had been given me to think that my church could deceive. Then I became aware of some inconsistencies. I was in a congregation congregation dedicated to the Virgin Mary, and my superior was Father Villeneuve. Later, to become Cardinal, I became aware of the inconsistencies of the Catholic teachings and teachings of those of Thomas of Aquinas, the great theologian, whom the Church holds in veneration. 
Thomas of Aquinas taught that Mary was born in sin, while the Catholic Church now teaches the sinless of the Virgin Mary. Another fact helped me to suspect the so-called only true church. One day, Cardinal Villeneuve, I think it's Villeneuve or Villeneuve, something like that, told me that I would find souls and hearts in private persons, but never in public office of the Roman church held by these persons. He died in a, a convent in California, very sick apparently, but silenced by the common turn of the of Rome and in a velvet jail. One day in my little office in the island of Corsica, I reached for a book on the shelf but had to move my dusty Bible. Bought with a student in Rome. I opened it in by curiosity and read, The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What? All? I had been told during my whole life that we have to pay by purgatory and good deeds for venial sins not forgiven by the by the confession. This revelation was little lightning in the dark night, and I saw my way. But for nine years more, I kept silence. Studying and searching increased my knowledge of truth, looking for the right moment to get rid of my pagan atmosphere. In 1946, I decided to cut my bridges behind me at once and never return to paganism. In order to do this with finality, I went to Rome and personally gave my resignation to the Pope. Before I saw the light of the biblical verse, First uh, John 1.7, I had doubts about the fairness of the political machine of Rome. When the taste for the Word of God was born in me, my revelation of the blood, I discovered little by little that the political Rome was making of the good mother of Jesus a pagan goddess. Then And then the Pope in blasphemous proclamation declared her body and soul in heaven. After I saw the truth, I was ashamed to take money for masses that I was obliged to say on account on my ministry in the confessional box, I scandalized the people more than once by saying that they had to confess only to God, but my bishop did not believe the reports against me and claimed that people misunderstood me. I didn't choose my calling because God called me to say the truth about Romanism and its danger. Nobody can call himself a Christian who helps directly and indirectly mix marriage with Roman Catholic Catholics, pastors, and parents who don't warn their children by lack of knowledge or fear of their church business deserves to be called hypocrites. Since I have first-hand knowledge of so many things, I feel that I should denounce the so-called businessmen, offices, officers, of prominent denominations who 
who hand a thousand dollars to the Catholic bishop yet have no money to give for the truth available from the former priest. I don't play. I don't play converted. <clears throat> I belong to Christ, not to Babylon and her daughters. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. I'm not married to the Catholic, to a Catholic girl who takes the money given to the gospel to pay her priest for masses. In fact, I am still unmarried. I was a priest and can prove it. I was in the Catholic ministry and I can prove it. I am not a so-called former seminarian, secular, or monk who never saw the practice of saw and practiced the underground system of Rome. The message which I have to give is for all God all groups and all people who want to promote truth and freedom from the dictatorship of those who claim to possess divine right to enslave human beings and demand tribute and worship according to their whims. I am not planning to organize a new church. I am the ambassador at large for Jesus Christ, David and brother. We should follow him and not compromise with idols of Rome and those related to Babylon. There are many things which the average Christian in this country has never heard of, such as the fact that the statue of St. Peter in St. Peter Church at Rome is in reality the statue of Jupiter one of the chief gods of the ancient Rome. No, Rome does not change. The toes of this so-called statue of St. Peter has worn smooth by the kissing of pilgrims through the centuries. In all my meetings, I introduced at the, at the exit some booklets on the subject. Quote, the paganism of Babylon in a quote of the Roman of for Rome is Babylon. Surely you don't want your church closed by Romanism or your pulpit occupied by a Roman priest. Surely you don't want your forefathers despised and their work undone. Read the book of Revelation and other prophecies of the Bible and pray for understanding. America needs the Bible Christian truth and its blessings. Without them, the blessings of Rome awaits America. I choose the blessings of God and you. I remain sincerely a converted Roman priest. Jared D. Chaplain. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much to Andrew. That was very good, and it very much ties in with the readings that we're doing tonight. All right, I'm doing. Some, some, some cat showed up and then didn't know what he's getting himself into and left, so I'll find something that's a little more interesting. <laughs> I imagine so. Anyways, we're now we're back to part, 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 seven. Uh, once again, uh, popery as it was and as it is. Can't remember where I left off, but I'm going to start here anyways. Uh, never forget Americans. The same oath of allegiance which binds them to persecute me is also binding on them to persecute and destroy you. 
Some of you will say this cannot be a church numbering among his, her priests such men as uh, uh Fenelon, uh, Chevreau, and Taylor of Boston cannot entertain, much less command, a spirit of persecution. True, as far as we can judge these were godly men, they would be an honor to any religion, but in the Popish Church, they were like stars that strayed from their homes and losing their way fell by accident upon the dark firmament of sin and popery. But even there, their native light could not be um, obscured. And on the contrary, the darker the clouds around them, the more beautiful and brilliant did their light appear. Poor Taylor, quotes, Peace be to thy memory. We have been friends together, end quote. Methinks I can even now feel the warm pressure of thy hand and see the charity of thy soul beaming in thy seeking eye and gentle countenance. Yet, though... Thou to had been considered almost a heretic in the city of New York and would have been denounced as such but a rude and vulgar bishop of that diocese had not the amiable Chevreau intervened. Often have I regretted that Mr. Taylor, who was my classmate and companion, of my youth had not, in addition to his private virtues, more uh, fortitude and decision of character. He was the Erasmus of my of his day in the United States. He was born and educated a gentleman. So was the amiable but timid Erasmus. He was educated uh, a Roman Catholic. Um, so was Erasmus. He was a chaste and elegant classical scholar. So was Erasmus Taylor, knowing full well the corruption of the Romish church went from New York to Rome about the year 1822 in order to induce the Pope to modify such of its doctrines as were objectionable in this country. But he wanted courage and hastily retreated back, lest he should be consigned to Inquisition. Erasmus, too, wanted courage, a quality as necessary for a reformer as it is to a gentle general in storming, in storming a city, and hence it is that those two amiable men, similar in character and disposition, though living and ages widely apart have lived ostensibly, ostensibly members of a church whose doctrines they loathed from the very bottom of their soul. <clears throat> this might have been the temper, the character, the cause, which why such men as Mes- Messalon and Phenelon have lived and died 
Roman Catholics. They felt probably as Erasmus, Erasmus did when he said, quote, it is dangerous to speak and dangerous to be silent, end quote. I fear, said he in another place, quote, that if a tumult arose, I should be like Peter and his fall, end quote. It is not at all strange that such men as we have been have spoken of should have contented themselves with having inculcated virtue and denounced vice. There were such men in all ages, and as a modern writer expressed it, quote, in all all great religions and all great religious movements, there are on Decided characters, end of quote. But let it be borne in mind that even great and good as they seem to be, and eloquent and pious as they appear, still they are only exceptions in the great body of the advocates of popery. No wonder Americans look back to those lights in the dark and bloody wilderness of popery. It is refreshing to see them. They are green spots in the deserts made barren and desolate by popish iniquities, and long may their memories shine in unclouded luster. It is pleasant to the historian who is weirded and disgusted with the contemplating the past and present horrors of popery to turn from a moment from the frightful spectacle and rest in devout contemplation on lives of those comparatively excellent men who mistaken are those would-be philanthropists who at the present time teach Americans to infer that because those were good and holy men possessing a pious and forgiving spirit, it follows that the papist, that the papist church, her bishops and priests, and, and entertain a similar spirit. This is equivalent to telling them that all history, past and present, is false a mere romance, a dream of madmen. It is equivalent to telling them that the very history and records of the, the lives of Thelenon and Messalon, etc., were entitled to no credit. Who can read and not see that Rome has split oceans of blood, has spilt oceans of blood to enforce their cruel creed? Who can read and not see that she has squandered treasures enough to relieve the poor of civilized Europe in establishing and keeping up a despotism inimical, inimical to man and hateful to God? Hmm. He didn't pull any punches here, does he, folks? The papists, even in this country, do not deny that they intend to eradicate heresy and to use every means which the church considers legitimate to affect the purpose. This, this the priests, 
preach from their pulpits. This they tell you to your beards. <clears throat> they admit their determination to bring the, these United States, if possible, under the spiritual control of the court of Rome, and that they have done, folks. They use the word spiritual in utter contempt to your understanding to deceive you while using it. They laugh at your uh, credulity. Popish spiritual control, spiritual allegiance, it is almost incredible that anybody, a man, should have the impotence to come forward in the 19th century and talk of spiritual um, allegiance to his royal holiness, the king of Rome. They admit their determination to possess this country, and that's once again they have done this country has been worn and worn and worn and worn to the point now that it's just a very small voice in the wilderness. Very few people will hear this reading. We'll make all sorts of excuses, but the fact of the matter is they are not lovers of the truth. They're just lovers of entertainment. They want to be entertained. Under the illusion that they're actually learning something from the vain philosophies of men. But we will carry on with this as long as God permits and wants it to happen. That's the way it goes, and that's the deal. He offers us eternal salvation. Not a big house, and a trophy wife, and a nice job, which is all chump. Chump change compared to what God has to offer if you're just willing to follow him. But as a Protestant, a reformer, a follower, more importantly, of the word of God, a follower of the way, the truth, and life of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Yeshua the Messiah, obviously we are also called to confront Babylon. Popery, all the false churches that are out there, which equate to the vast majority, if not, and I'm being generous, by the way. If your church is not talking about this on a regular basis and warning you what's going on, calling you unto repentance, calling you unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to put your faith in Him first and not in your own doings, You're in the wrong church. <laughs> and that's just the way it is. But it takes a lot of guts to follow God these days. It's a lonely path in this fallen, wicked, sin-stricken cesspool of the world that we live in. Thank goodness God still has his beauty around us, or we would all go completely insane, wouldn't we? Of course, that's convenient for uh, being demon-possessed. They like to call it 
going insane. They like to put psychological terms and definitions instead of just using what the Word of God actually said. Because it's all very childish. You're fine. It's childish to believe in the Bible. No, what you need is a vast, empty vocabulary. You need the latest mind control expressions. The latest whatever, whatever I call this, scripted. That's what it is, folks. It's no different than the headlines that we read earlier than we find in your public schools, your universities, your colleges. They dictate to you what you will say, how you will say it. And they'll rationalize it by saying that you need to have their language, understand their language of whatever science or field that you go into. And it certainly, it seems very, very, very reasonable, rational, until you find out the majority of what you believe in probably could be put in a pamphlet and common words for the us peasantry. So you need all these fancy words to feel like you're actually doing something of great import. It seems to me that unless it's something to do with mechanical engineering and some of the other sciences like chemistry, the odds are we're just talking a whole bunch of crap. Let's go on. Even the high priests of those fields are teaching BS. But the problem with their BS is that it doesn't apply to things like physics, true physics, mechanical engineering, such as chemistry, because this demands results. Those results are real. Hence, this is the reason why you drive a car. Your house has electricity. And I am staring at this computer screen. As they track us, as they must have quite a portfolio of me, and what a waste of time it is. Although maybe someday they might be able to use it. Maybe I'll, God will have me be a martyr. That's what he wills certainly don't want to die that way, but who in their right man wants to? But if that's what God wants, all the glory to him, because let's face it. He's much better than anything that we could offer ourselves. So Let's go back to this. Amid their determination to possess this country, they have modesty to ask you to give them lands and churches and means to accomplish their objective and, and officiate your destruction. And their next step will be to quarter upon you an army of friars, Jesuits, and monks who will carry at the point the bayonet that is that what is left 
done, undone by duplicity, treachery, and intrigue. Of course, interesting enough, a decade later, they had the Civil War in which they annihilated hundreds of thousands of Protestants, the salt of the earth, and, of course, a lot of naive, blind Roman Catholics died in the process to have Rome accomplish her objectives. You see, Rome has no problem, if necessary, if it benefits her, to sacrifice all her followers. You understand that? It's because the serpent gives it this Babylonian system that we live under is power. That's the reality of things. Come on over, my people. That's what is begged of you, that is commanded of you, that is what is desired of you by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's a good chance, whether you're Roman Catholic or in another denomination, he's talking about you. But will you follow him? Or will you follow your own wants and needs, your own desires? Will you follow your community? But they're awfully nice people. Until we'll find out how nice they are. You follow Christ. <laughs> and so, you know, what we'll do is we'll probably end up reading Luke 12 and 13, those two chapters tonight, to remind you of what the expectation our Lord has of you, of your surroundings, of the people around you, of your world, of the consequences of being one of his This is how you'll know. It's not because of how big your mansion is, how big your bank account is, all the things you may give your children, this stuff, this world. No, it all turns out to be the complete opposite. And most people don't want to deal with that. And I don't blame them. I do believe that it takes the Spirit of God to wake you up on this. Who will carry at the point of the bayonet what is left undone, duplicity, treachery, and intrigue? And of course, we mentioned once again that this was written a decade before the Civil War. This has been the fate of every country where popery has found a resting place. And America is the only nation which, for the last three centuries, has given them such a footing. They tried what they could do in China. They succeeded in establishing several bishoprics, Jesuit convicts, nunneries, and monk houses and churches among the peaceable and quite Chinese. But happening to defer among themselves on the subject of their respective temporal rights, they, as in 
duty-bound, referred their differences to the Pope. This movement came to the ears of the Emperor of China, whom they had so long and so successfully deceived by the, uh, was this chant words? Can't? Shant, shant, shant words, shant words, and spiritual allegiance to the Pope. The parties were summoned before his commissioners to ascertain what was meant by spiritual uh, allegiance. They tried to explain it, but all their in, ingenuity, all their subtlety, could not satisfy the commissioner that the spiritual allegiance meant on anything else than what it fairly expressed, and so as soon as he found what it meant in the eyes of the Pope and the Roman Church, things real and tangible, such as real estate, that conveying it from the rightful owner under the law of the land to another under the law of the Pope who lived in Rome, he satisfied himself that the spiritual supremacy of the Pope meant, among other things, the power to govern the kingdoms of the earth, to give away and take them away, to whom and from whom his royal holiness pleased. The emperor instantly issued an order directing that every Roman Catholic bishop, priest, friar, monk, Jesuit, nun, within his empire should quit within a given time on pain of losing their heads. Many of them disobeyed the orders and were executed and their churches leveled to the ground. <clears throat> the Chinese had no objection to both papists worshipping God according to the dictates of their own conscience, but as soon as it, it was discovered that they owed spiritual allegiance to a foreign power, they deemed it prudent to remove them from that country. But the Chinese are barbarians, and it seems res reserved to this new world of ours to interpret properly the meaning of the spiritual alliance and in all differences between our citizens and the agents of Pope, the Pope, as the tempor temporalities of the Romish Church to lay the subject before his royal holiness and be governed by his decision. Witness the difference between Bishop he Cubes? I'm going to find out how I pronounce that. I'm not, I just don't know how to pronounce that. Cubes. I think it's Hughes or Hughes. It's all over the Michigan and Ohio and all that. So you'd think I would know how to say it, but I never paid much attention to it.
Okay, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was right. That's Hughes, anyways. <laughs> Hughes. Got Hughes' town's name after that all throughout the Midwest. It was Hughes. Hughes of New York. And trustee of the Roman Catholic Church in Buffalo. Only a few weeks ago, witness that the New Orleans, between the bishop and the trustees of the Roman Catholic Church, all these were referred to the Pope who decided the matter without any respect in regard to the laws of this government. Call you the spiritual allegiance. Call you this and exercise spiritual power on the part of the royal holiness of the Pope? Question mark. Yes, you do. And it would not much surprise me if the papists of this very city of Boston should recommend to its legislators to lay the difficulties between themselves and the state of Southern California before the Pope of Rome for adjudication. Mm-hmm. It was already going on way back then, and once again. Should the day ever arrive when the papists have a majority in your legislator and a difference should occur between these states, the Pope will call will be called in to decide it. I am at a loss to know how, even in these days, uh, the transcendentalism has any other meaning can be given to spiritual allegiances than that which the Roman Catholic gives in its practice. They consider the Pope as the spiritual head of the Church as an, a fortier, fortier, a divine right to be the head and sovereign of the world. I'm going to see if I'm saying this right. Since it's, I can do that. That's my show and I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. A fortiori. A fortiori. A great reason or mere convincing force using in drawing or conclusion that is inferred to be even more certain than another. The man of prejudice is a fortiori, a man limited in mental vision, a fortiori. A fortiori, a fortiori. It's a word I never saw before, and I'm glad I looked that up. A fortiori. A fortiori, the head of the church has a fortiori, a divine right to be the head of and sovereign of the world. Head and sovereign of the world. This is the sense in which the Catholics understand and act upon it and swear to support the Pope as the supreme arbiter of the destinies of the world. The Chinese understand this. The Emperor of Russia understands it at the present day, and though a Catholic himself, no priest or bishop within his vast domain dare avow any allegiance, spiritual or temporal, to the King or, or Pope of Rome. 
the Holy Synod, uh, St. Peter's Russia, have notified the Catholic missionaries who have incited rebellion and interfered with the civil authorities in Georgia to renounce their intercourse with the See of Rome and or quit the country. But Americans in the Olympic, 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 the Olympic files, uh, and the Olympic of their fertile brains have manufactured a definition for spiritual allegiance, particularly their own, for which the papists are so much obligated to them that whenever an opportunity of knocking out the aforesaid brains occurs, they will do so. Witness in the Philadelphia riots, etc., etc., strong proofs of the spirituality of the allegiance with the Catholics avowed to the Pope. Permit me to give you another evidence of the nature of the allegiance of the Pope of Rome, to which I have heretofore alluded to. It is to be found in the massacre of the Huguenots by the Roman Catholics. There is no event in the history of France with which the world is more familiar than this. Several historians have related it with great minuteness and much uh, elegance. To these I can add nothing of my own, and the reader is more indebted to them for the following statement than to myself. So let's look at the Olympic since the boys there and uh, think of our beaten .com like to use it. Let's find out what that means. Olympic definition. Olympic, the distilling apparatus, now obsolete, consisting of a round naked flask naked, like your neck, flask, and a cap with a long beak for condensing, conveying the product to a receiver. <laughs> In the big. Interesting choice. A an apparatus used in distillation. Something that refines or transmutes us by this by distillation. Philosophy filtering through the embolic embolic of Plato's mind. BT. Shrope Shrope I got a picture of all the old uh, illustration of the embolic. In the Middle uh, English, from the Middle French and Middle Medieval Latin, uh, Middle French and Limbic, and Medieval Latin, and Limbicum, from Arabic, Al and Bic, from Al the and Bic, still late Greek, Ambic, 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 from Greek cap of a steel. Okay, 
And I'm sure it has some kind of Gnostic reference and meaning to it as well. So, anyways, um, looks like we're going to go to Massacres of the Huguenots. <clears throat> so much fun just talking to myself and reading to myself. But you know what? I figure, you know, I'd be doing this anyways on my own. Anybody thinks, anybody reads, they have this conversation. They keep having their conversation. Do we not have the page? That is not a good thing. That's not a good sign. It is not a good sign. I must hope I got the wrong thing here. Oh, boy. We're not page. Did we just get another virus attack? Okay, we can get out of this. I got a feeling that something bad happened. Somebody attacked James' site again. I've been reading out of, once again, uh, James Japan's website. And that would be jamesjpn.net. Sorry, no such page. Hmm. Let me see what. Oh my gosh, they did. They they hacked us. They attacked us again. Jane's been having problems being attacked over and over again. It looks like it's happened. Home page not found. Let's see. Uh, they say it's about reading basic Bible. It's not as your own Catholicism. Let's see if we can find it here. Recent comments. Mm, exposing the papers uh, don't tell me I'm not going to be able to finish a book again. You know what? I have tried now several times to start and finish a book, and it's one thing after another has gotten away. Usually it's been me, but let's see if we can find this. Opery. As it was and as it is. Great, we lost it. Well, maybe that's the reason for it. I will let them know. Hi, James. It looks like your website 
has been attacked again. I have been reading Pope Hurry as it was and as it is by William Hogan on show I am at part eight and there is nothing in on your website. There is nothing showing on your website anymore. There is nothing showing book on website. Do you think you can fix it? All right. That's about the only thing Facebook's really good for. Let's see. There have been a couple things that actually, if I go back and look, I have found a couple of postings once in a while. You get some good postings here and there. I'm not even good at it, so I just post. Mostly, I just post videos. I don't. I don't like the. It's not real dialogue to me. It just seems like, you know, it turns into as picky, petty, this. <laughs> yeah. Great timing. Uh, recording. And nothing there.
What are you doing, buddy? Your chippy cup. Okay, folks, we're going to end this show now. And we have to call it a night. Hold on a second, folks. Okay, we get out of this. Let's get out of this. Since nobody's there anyways. All right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.